What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad McBoom, and with me tonight is... Cold War Kyle. Fuck. Nathan. <laughs> you want another one? <laughs> no, on, I'll take two, Nathan, just, go. Keep going. No, I don't, I don't Bro, want it. I don't new, need it. Nuclear need Nate. Nuclear Nate. Nuclear Nathan. Nuclear Nathan. <laughs> I'm Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a guest playing with us tonight. What's, What's your his name? name? Uh, What's his name? His, his name's Jeremy. But yeah. Uh, nothing's nothing's uh, there, man. I'm reaching. Ooh. I'm reaching. I can't. We'll call him Nuclear Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I will be reading his awards. All right, and we'll see if uh, if uh, Jeremy, uh, jumping Jeremy here, can uh, change tonight's outcome. I don't j- jumping Jeremy. It's only. It's, I think that when we did that's the so wet, vanilla. Like... <laughs> that's so vanilla. This is a nuclear podcast. Yeah. Jumping Jeremy, what the uh, fuck? Y- Jaeger. <laughs> the Jaeger. All right, that's uh, it's Jeremy. Mr. Strangelove. <laughs> He's not Jeremy. a doctor. <laughs> All right, before we get started, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means we are uncensored, so please proceed with caution. Also, spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the movies we're talking about tonight, so if you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. All right, Nathan, we might have some new listeners tonight. How do the Golden Idols work? Well, the Golden Idols are awards, basically. We're going to go through, uh, we're going to break down each of these movies by categories, best location, uh, best screenplay, best soundtrack, and and each time we do, we're going to give someone a Golden Idol or a point, basically. And then at the end of the episode, the movie with the most Golden Idols is our Golden Idol winner. All right, sounds good. And uh, I hope our comedy gets better tonight. The comedy was horrible, wasn't it? The opening there? The opening was a bit dry. So bad. Yeah. Well, maybe we should be a little more serious then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try And nothing says serious like I have a cold Coke um, in a bottle. Mm. Uh, Nothing says uh, serious like Coke and uh, and Nuke. Nukes. Nuka-Cola. Yeah, Nuka-Cola. Is that a thing? Isn't that in Fallout? It's in Fallout, yeah. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. But it's very American, isn't it? Coke and nuclear Coke warfare. And nuclear weapons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coke and existential. That's better. Dread. That's better comedy. We're That's, getting yeah, there. We're getting there. We had to it's, warm up. We had to yeah. warm up. <laughs> All right, Kyle. What movies did we watch, and how do they stack up against each other? Well, gentlemen, we watched two movies from 1964 that have very similar premises. So similar, in fact, that lawsuits were involved, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Uh, one is a comedy called Dr. Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Very long title. It is our high on both Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, with 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.4 on IMDb. It was directed by Stanley Kubrick. You guys ever heard of him? Uh, no. No? Okay. Uh, it's starring Peter Sellers, uh, George C. Scott, Peter Sellers, Slim Pickens, and Peter Sellers. <laughs> then we have a very dramatic and serious take on the very same premise, uh, Rotten Tomato score ninety three percent, still a very good score. Uh, IMDb eight also still an incredible score. Just, just missing the mark on Strange Love. Uh, directed by Sidney Lumet, fucking another fucking home run hitter of a director. Uh, starring Henry Fonda, Walter Matthau, Fritz Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Dan O'Hurley. All right, from Halloween three fame. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like twenty minutes into this and I was like. Is that fucking Connell Cochran? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Hey. <laughs> now, it's, now it's a movie. <laughs> All right. And I have a paragraph pulled up from Wikipedia. Uh, you kind of hit on it, Kyle. But mm. it says, 
Failsafe so closely resembled Peter George's novel Red Alert, on which Dr. Strangelove was based, that Dr. Strangelove screenwriter-director Stanley Kubrick and Peter George filed a copyright infringement lawsuit. The case was settled out of court, also made by the same studio mm -hmm. yeah. as well. Did you guys know anything about this? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really know Failsafe at all, so I didn't know. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think that lawsuit... Or th we might be getting into your awards, so we'll, we'll leave I, it there. I don't have I, any awards on it. Okay. I know that we'll talk about it later, but it's we can talk about it Do you think the lawsuit is valid? There's enough different uh, things going on in both these movies. Sure. I don't really think it's valid. I think he did it for a reason, and I think we'll get into that later. But, I, but no, I mean, I think to... <sighs> Two films can. This is a this time in American history where like this was something people were thinking about. This is 1964 after the Bay of Pigs. This is the Cold War. So like that there are two movies coming out about the same time about accidental nuclear war. Like yeah, that yeah. may you know what I'm saying. Like mm. I, I don't think it's copyright infringement. I think that's just what was on people's minds. That was what people were afraid of, and yeah. that's you know what they wanted to express in art. But different catalysts, uh, different tones, yeah. different endings. Completely mm -hmm. different. Yeah. I mean, not completely different. They're yes. very similar films, but completely different in tone yeah. and presentation and, and purpose, yeah. even. Like, and both these movies are Criterion Collection. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to watch them, you can pick them up on Criterion. So yeah, this versus here, it's been on my radar for a while. Um, I've been wanting to find out which movie is the best. And with Oppenheimer out, blowing up the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, no pun intended there. Hey, comedy's um, getting worse again. <laughs> yeah, comedy's <laughs> there it goes again. Yeah. I figured now would be a great time to take a look at Felsafe and uh, take a look at uh, Dr. Strangelove. So, Absolutely. It's and this is the first time watch for you, Felsafe? Felsafe, yeah. yeah. Not Dr. Strangelove, though. I, have, I had also seen Dr. Strangelove a long time ago, but I hadn't seen Dr. Strangelove. But this is one of those things. This is one of the reasons I like doing this. Yeah. So, like... Failsafe is a really good fucking movie, and like I'd never even heard of it. You know what I mean? And so like, you know, even though we've been doing this, I oftentimes people will say to me like, "Hey, have you seen this movie or whatever?" And like, you watch movies all the time. Well, like, you know how many fucking movies there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I've seven, seen every yeah. movie ever made. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know we talk about it a lot, but like, who's watching nineteen sixty four movies? Exactly. You know what I mean? Just for fun, like, yeah. So I enjoyed it a lot. Now I am very aware. There's a lot of Doctor Strangelove fans. Yeah. Okay. The poll. Just look at the poll. Mm -hmm. A lot of lot of uh, Strangelove fans there, right? Mm -hmm. So this this conversation could be very one sided. It you know, could be, to, especially tonight at the table. You know, we know what the poll said. We'll talk about the poll later. But yeah, this could be very one sided tonight. But I figured we'd give both movies a fighting chance. I think that's fair. Let's see if Doctor Strangelove, you know, is the the movie to be if it's if it's right. if the popular movie is it is it the best let's talk about that sound good yeah. yeah all right with that said let's blow this motherfucker up kyle let's start with you best film location goes to the war room and dr strangelove um not only is it like pretty much the where everything happens in this whole fucking movie but it's a cool design. It's it's like a weird misshapen triangle room. So like everything already seems off and yep. weird just by the shape of the fucking room. Um, and it's I mean it's black and white, but the room is like dark and weird spots. And like there's just something that's just amiss about this room that doesn't fully make sense. It's almost like the Overlook Hotel where it's like none none of this is really making sense wherever we're traveling. And it's the same sort of way with with this like nothing in the room. 
fucking feels right. I agree with you. So I, I, I actually I tied this, but it's the war. It's the same location in both films, right? right? The it's the war room for you already said for Doctor Strange Love. I agree with you. I think that's an iconic location. When you think, of, first of all, it's one of the only locations you know you really right. spend any time in. So it, when you think of Doctor Strange Love, you just think of it's the war room. But also, like, the thing that I think it didn't have is the thing that they do in uh, Failsafe, which is you really see the boards and you see, like, yeah. the, the planes flying and, like, all the instruments going off and people manning things. Mm-hmm. And I liked that element way more in Failsafe. I thought yeah, that... Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. And, yeah. and those boards are, like, hand-drawn. Did you know that it was, like, animated? Yeah. Hand-drawn it, people? Yeah, that's cool. Like, it had to draw every single frame and, like, move that shit. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I felt like I was watching someone play Risk in Felsafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you're tying the war room. I'm tying the war room for both. For both. I like okay, it for different awesome. reasons. Right. Great. Yeah. All right, I'm going with uh, the war room as well in Doctor Strange Love. Okay, uh, created by production designer Sir Ken Adam. Such an iconic location. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you haven't seen Doctor Strange Love, I think you've probably seen uh, the war room. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was talking to a guy at work who. He's never seen Doctor Strange Love, but I was describing. He's like, "Oh yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about." Yeah. Um. So iconic. Even Steven Spielberg said it's one of the best sets ever, and I agree with him, especially for that time. And fun fact, it was so believable that Ronald Reagan thought the War Room in Doctor Strange Love really existed. Nice. So when he got presidency, <laughs> he's like, "Take me to the War Room. I have to see this." I was like, "No, that's uh, a that's in a too. movie. That's in a Kubrick movie." <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with the iconic War Room. <laughs> From Doctor Strange Love. Nice. That takes us to best character. Well, Jeremy has no has a point as well, <laughs> yes. actually. Oh. Uh, he also went the war room. For Which war room? For Doctor Strange Love. Nice. Uh, he says it's a big, impressive set. The round table gives you a yeah. modern uh, King Arthur vibe. True. I didn't think of that. The huge map yep. on the wall is impressive, and uh, then you have the food buffet in the back that humanizes the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Sure. Well. Very, very valid. Best character, Kyle? I'm going with the titular Doctor Strange love. Such a weird fucking character. Like, this is definitely a character not in the book that Kubrick fucking just had Peter Sellers go wild on. But just like a Nazi defector whose arm still sympathizes with Hitler. (laughs) Like the way he, the way he smokes... The way he talks, the weird, creepy little smile, the fucking eraser head hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just everything about... He's in a fucking wheelchair. Like, everything about him is just like, you want to know so much more, and you get so fucking little, other than just like, he's a Nazi, and his arm is still a Nazi. He's an ex-Nazi, but his arm is still a Nazi. <laughs> Right? That's just, yeah, like, you I want mean, to know more about him, but yeah. he's just like, eh. and you're like, is he still a Nazi? I don't Is this hand thing a fucking fake thing? What's going on? It's so weird. All that was improvised, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, like, there's like almost was. no dialogue for that character. <clears throat> just Peter Sellers got to riff, which is pretty unlike Kubrick Dude. to let somebody fucking do yeah. that, too. Did you know there's a uh, Doctor Strangelove 2 script? I don't know if it's complete, but it's called Son of Strangelove. Okay. And um, they found out after Kubrick died that he wanted um, Terry Gilliam. Mm. Is it Terry Gilliam? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted him to direct Son of uh, Strange Love. And I'm like, man, how cool would it be? Yeah, he would if... be the ideal director. You know what? I don't know about that, but what about Sasha Baron Cohen, man, doing a, a traditional like sequel to a black and white 
now and he yeah. can play like maybe it's maybe strange love is dead now mm-hmm. and you can just cast someone new as the son and everyone has died it's been like 50 60 years and they're still in yeah. the uh in the bunker anyway i thought that i think that would be amazing so i do not strange i also went with dr strange love okay mm-hmm. the character really grew on me the more i like went back and revisited scenes and like you're right. Everything about him is just so fucking wild. He's like this Operation Paperclip fucking Nazi defector who like, and it's like, he it's like he he gets a fucking hard on from pe- being in power and like people <laughs> in power and like and it's just his fucking. I looked up more about alien hand syndrome or because he apparently has alien hand syndrome. And then even <laughs> on the page it says or Doctor Strangelove disease. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like wow, it, it's like yeah, make up whatever the fuck you want. It's a it's a whole ass thing that really exists, but you only th- you think of him. You know what I mean? Because his hand is like still a Nazi, and he's yeah. like still, and he's like calling the president, you know, my Führer, like, yeah. and yeah. like he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mister President. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, for all the reasons you just said, like he's just such an intriguing character. Like he's so he's so cool. All right, I'm not going to go with the clean sweep here at the table. Ooh. I'm going with a different character. My favorite character by far was uh, Walter Matthau's Dr. Uh, Grotichella. Yeah. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Um, he's he's the kind of character that says the unpopular things in yep. the room, you know, mm-hmm. the things that no one wants to hear. And I love when people speak their mind. Yeah. You know, I, I dude, I fucking hate yes men. I hate yes men. He's not a yes man. You know, he'll tell you those crazy fucking dark things. One of the things he says was so interesting. I was telling the guys at work all this. He says that the Japanese were right to attack us at Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, but they fucked up because they didn't finish us. And we will succeed where they failed. We're going to learn from their mistakes, but we won't fuck up. Right. And I was like, yeah. man, that's such an interesting take. A lot of people don't want to hear that, though. Yeah. You know? And then um, he said, if we bomb Moscow, Russia will give up because ultimately they want uh, communism to rule the world and if we blow them off the map then there will never be a chance for communism to succeed he also says something about um if, if a nuke goes off he's like let's get all the paperwork because he's more worried about the economy the economy than yeah. he is human life mm-hmm. and so yeah i'm just so every time he talks i am zoned in yeah. on what he's saying because not saying i agree with everything well it's but a if very... i was in there and we're dealing with yeah. nuclear warfare mm-hmm or we're faced with nuclear warfare, I'm like, man, this motherfucker has a point on a lot of things. Right. I mean, that's a certainly an interesting ethical debate, right? I mean, like, because on a... Right, right, so spoiler warning, like, America ends up nuking New York City. Yeah. Just it, by way of apology, almost, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for, for what happened. We don't need to do that. <laughs> like, Dr. Gordichella's not wrong. You know what I mean? Um, like, like what he's saying, like, like what we ended up doing at the end of the movie was not necessary from a strictly strategic standpoint. It might be yeah. necessary from a, from an ethical or moral standpoint or whatever, but like, yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. You know, so we'll get to that ending yeah. too. Cause it, maybe it was right. Maybe it's not because I was thinking yeah, like, I, he does create a stalemate where Moscow has gone in New York and there'll be some fallout from that. Yeah. Right. But it's not the entire world going up right. in flames. Right. You, so you, it's an interesting conversation. Ozymandias. You know, right. it, it really is right. from yeah. you know, Watchmen, you know? So, but yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm going with, um, yeah, Dr. Grotichella. Uh, Jeremy had the president from Failsafe. Henry Fonda so has good. a lot to, and by the way, 
Henry Fonda fucking, fucking kills, kills, kills it. Great. Uh, Henry Fonda has a lot to do in this movie as he simultaneously negotiates with the pilot, the Russians, and ultimately makes the shocking final decision that that really drives the narrative. Yeah, I I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, no. he's a great character. Larry Hagman's really good. Um, he was the in um, I Dream of Genie, Dallas back oh, in the day. Yep, yep. Uh, he was his. Uh, what did he do? He was the. Um, was he the interpreter? Interpreter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought he did a really great job as well. Uh, that takes us to best kill, death, defeat, Kyle. Um, this one I am going with fail safe, um, and it's 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 when they blow up the plane, and they're in the war room, and all the Americans in the war room are cheering. Oh yeah! And the fucking general oh, goes, "Yes." He's like, "What are you doing? Like this is that's, that's great. Why are you it's cheering? Not a football game. This is not yeah. a football game." Yeah. And it's like all in that moment, they're all like, "Yeah, we accomplished our goal." And it's like, "Yeah, but the thing you did was really fucked up, and you need to take that in too." And like, yeah. just that like moment of like, we, "These are our we, boys up there. We right. They're American. One, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you just you had to kill your own, and you're fucking celebrating that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that moment was like that was the moment the movie like really fucking hit and turned for me, and I was like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't even consider yeah. that, but that's a, that's a really, I didn't that's either, and that makes me feel bad because that's a really fucking It's good a really one, good one, yeah. yeah. If I was going to pick one from Fail I almost picked one from Fail Safe, but it, it would have been the one. They describe, like, what you're going to hear on the phone is like a fucking like a oh. squeal. You know what I mean? That's oh, that's his phone, like, incinerating in his hand, mm-hmm. and we'll know that he's dead. And then that, like, it's a piercing fucking yeah. sound. Can you sound imagine hearing that? Yeah. Oof. Um,. I, I thought that was that was good, but man, I just can't like when you think of this. I think you you think of fucking Kong riding the bomb out yeah, of the back yeah, of the yeah, plane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's it. It was would be hard not to pick. Yeah, that. You is know that what, what I mean? you it, went? I did. Yeah, and so I I don't just those are fucking great. Those are fucking really good ones, man. But it's that other. It's just such an iconic shot. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm going with maybe the most masculine death ever in the history of cinema. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you, Nathan. It's when Major Kong rides a nuke to his death. He's straddling it. He takes off his cowboy, has a woo! <laughs> rides it like a bull, man. Goes out in a blaze of glory, uh, nuclear rodeo style. Yeah. And come on, dude. Like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. If I'm going to die... I want that fucking Pretty death, cool. dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you imagine? Like, especially in a nuclear fallout, right? Or it, I'd rather be right there at the center of the explosion, dude, <laughs> riding a fucking missile to its destination. Maybe the most masculine death ever. It might be. <laughs> it's so, it's Certainly so better than spending a quarter of a million dollars to die by an Xbox controller at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> no! Shit. Hashtag too soon. Yeah. Also, maybe the most iconic um, image from this this versus. Oh, movie. oh, that's one it, of the most it, iconic images yes, in I film agree. history. Yeah. I agree. Uh, All right. So I always forget about Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Try okay. being here well, next because time, he needs a fucking name. He needs like yeah, a ju- silly name. Uh, so Jeremy, what the fuck? It's not jumping. Doctor Strange, come. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. It's come, approved. Dude. Okay, that's what it is. Doctor Strange comic. Okay, so he went with uh, with King with Major King Kong as a satire of, of military and Americanism. Slim Pickens character riding a nuke like it's a mechanical bull takes the cake for me. Nice. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. Doctors, <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> bad because those are, and that's it. We will probably go back to this a few times, but like history is written by the written by the yes. winner. You yes. know what I mean? And yeah. so like you could like whether or not this lawsuit was the right thing or not, like it got Strange Love put out first. Yeah. And a lot of the reason I think we know Strange Love and not Failsafe is because of that decision. Nobody knows about Nobody Failsafe. Did. And dude. and like I think it's it's just it's it's i don't yeah it's competitive like it really is like it absolutely i've been talking to a bunch of people this week and everyone's like fell safe like what are you you talking about you know but yeah can i change my name actually i said i I said open hymen at the at the beginning open hymen's (laughs) yeah open hymen's good but i think i got a better one so what's your name again uh, okay, we'll skip you. <laughs> Nathan, nuclear I Nathan. Nu- nuclear Nathan. Yeah, you don't yes. remember your Cold War Kyle. Cold. Yes. Oh, God, I want to be Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a reason for that. It's a part of the the, uh, the fell safe. Yes, you guys yeah. go watch it. I'm not just saying I want yeah, to be Shout out Blackie. Blackie. Yeah, but, shout but out yeah. to Blackie. So anyway, that takes us to best score or soundtrack. Somebody's going to clip that out and use it against you in the future. <laughs> All right, best score or soundtrack. Uh, so we kind of <laughs> hit on this in our last verses, uh, with no country having almost no music in it. Failsafe works with having no fucking it's, score. It's like in no it. country for old men. Because the movie is so serious, they don't. There's no music in the entire movie. Yeah. Like they had scores made for yeah. this fucking movie, and they mm-hmm. took them out. It's a brilliant to take it out. Because it lets you sit in these cold, empty rooms at times, just hearing nothing. Yeah. Or you get the sounds, and like the sounds in this movie are fucking awful. Like mm-hmm. loud beeps and and booms and yeah. the, the phone melting as you can hear the guy fucking melting. Like no music is fucking the the smartest choice to make for this movie, it, and it, it heightens the tension. Absolutely, it does, oh. and it's it usually that's the exact opposite. Usually, you need that music to help build it, but like it, here, it's that that emptiness when you're like, okay, I, I want I want something, I want to hear something right now, so that it takes me out of this and it just lets you fucking sit. Yeah, and it's right up there with No Country for Old Men, um, with, with lack, you know, talking about lack of score, lack mm-hmm. of music. I want I want to say fail safe for the same reason I I really do and if I had a, a point to tie again I would I and it's not that I think that like all the music in Strange Love is is great they reuse the same track a lot but the pieces that they use are I think are so well used you know like obviously the point of the film is it's like it's a it's a satire it's a black comedy it's meant to take the piss out of a very fucked up and dangerous yeah. situation and so like when you're opening it with this really romantic peaceful music as like planes are flying and, and you know what I mean like they're mm-hmm. getting ready for war and you're ending it with like we'll meet again by Vera Lynn as bombs are going off and stuff it really like just that juxtaposition I think really un- it just really underscores the point of the film and like I, it's not yeah I love I love what you're saying and I fucking wish I could say it, but it's just those specific pieces I think are so well yeah. used that I, I gotta say strange love. Yeah, I'm right there with you again. <clears throat> um, not much music, but maybe the most perfect needle drop of all time. Right. We'll meet again by Vera Lynn. You know, there's a, a bittersweet irony to it, but it is the perfect song for Doctor Strange to end on. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know if you could pick a better song than that. 
And Stanley no, Kubrick's I, always good with music at, at the end too, like, yes. right? Um, Full Metal Jacket has the Mickey Mouse song, right? Right. But here, it might be his best use of like one song in a movie. Yeah, it's so good. That it, this really is the the part that keeps me coming back and watching, and it's just like, wow, that is a really Perfect. effective end credit. You can't you know pick I mean? a better like, song. I bet you, if you just take some music and you put it over the the scenes, the ending of Doctor Strangelove, I, I don't think you could make a, a better ending. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you could pick a better song. Like you said, there's some other good music. But you know this this award here is pretty much just going to uh, we'll meet again for me. I know, and that's why I feel cheap about it yeah. because like Kyle's right, like the whole of Failsafe is enhanced by the lack yeah. of by the lack of the soundtrack, and it's really we're giving the point basically to like one the so- last yeah. a minute and a half. But it's you know it's I mean? one of the but best needle drops I know of all time, and I I feel I. It's one of those I don't feel good about it, but but it, I I want it, I want both ways. I don't yeah. have any more points. That needle drop carries the weight of this category. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah. This time around. So, what does Jeremy say? Strange Cum says. Uh, <laughs> Strange Cum. Kubrick understands how to use music in his films. Bringing in the Prague Philharmonic adds a gravitas that really uh, makes this one work. So he's saying Doctor Strange Love as well. Cool. All right. Best screenplay. Brian Malone pines a few times here. Um, for me, I'm going to give this some Dr. Strange love, uh, for the best screenplay, um, taking two similar premises, you know, and zhuzhing this one up to be really fucking funny and adding your own stuff like the character of Dr. Strange love. There are just, there are so many scenes where I just fucking laugh. Some of the best lines, uh, in history, just fucking gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the, the war room. room is just. A fucking brilliant line. That is like, a, that is a perfect yeah. fucking brilliant. And there's just there's just so much shit that gets said. I I love. Uh, well, actually, that's an, that's a point for me later. I'll talk about that. But there's yeah. Oh, fuck. That is such a awesome line. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no fighting in the war. There's room. No fighting in the war room. I yeah. I just love the movie. It's fucking good. All the confusion with the the fucking lettering system and just <laughs> yeah. Peter Sellers Sellers' character going crazy in the office, or the one the one guy going crazy in the office and. Just oh, fucking everything is so it's it's top notch. Yeah. Quick random thought here. Uh, when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? Alternate universe, right? I wonder if Mel Brooks directed Doctor Strange Love and and uh, got Gene Wilder to play Doctor Strange Love. Oh man, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be so interesting to see. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, Nate, where are you going? Best screenplay. I, I went the other way with this, although again, it's one of the. So I went with Failsafe, and I I really think it's I. I think the dialogue is fucking fantastic. I think the characters are so good. Strange Love isn't really a, a story about the characters. You know what I mean? It's it's a satire. It's a black comedy. Like the whole, and I love that element. I think it's. I do think it's really funny. And I think that the that's the purpose of it is to like when you take something that you are afraid of and you make it something that you can laugh about. That's what takes the power away from it. You know what I mean? And so like how important that is in 1964 for the world. But like, again, I wish I had more points. I wish I had more points because I think that's, that's so noteworthy and so like important in film. But fuck, I do just think the characters are better. The screenplays, like, you know what I mean? The dialogue is better. The, just the sort of arc, the little mini arcs that are going through, they're just better. I, you know what I mean? In, in fail safe. Uh, 
but yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll nice. say fail safe. Yeah. You and I are agreeing a lot tonight. I'm going fail safe as well. And some of my favorite moments in this entire verses is just people talking in fail safe. Yeah. About the first strike and the, the conversations I think are so fascinating. Um, it's, like I said earlier, it's like I'm watching someone play Risk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just so into every conversation that's going on in the war room. And I like that the decisions are left up to the viewer to decide if they were right or wrong. And I think that gives the script longevity. Um, I don't think it's preachy. And usually movies from like 1964 get really preachy. Like, hey, we should do this. We should do that. I like the conversations after this mm-hmm. movie where I'm like, man, should they have done that? You know? Right. And I, I think there's, um, I don't know. I, I think there's a case that maybe they should like blowing up, you know, New York at the end of this. Um, and I think there's uh, an interesting commentary that you could bring into this, this script here now in 2023 with AI with malfunctioning software and, and computers, and that's what starts the war. I actually like that better, I think, than a madman. Mm-hmm. Even though I uh, I am scared to death that one of these days we're going to be in nuclear war because of a madman. Yeah, we could be for AI. One person. Well. Yeah, just someone that just wants to... like. Actually, the uh, the beginning of Felsafe, that one chick, she's talking to um, yeah. you know uh, Walter Matthau's character about the power of pushing that button and destroying the world, you know? And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid we're going to meet that person in the future that right. just wants to watch the world burn. Um, maybe it's a you know a, a sick leader that mm. just wants to be like, well, fuck, I'm going out. Yeah. Boom. Right. I'm taking the entire world with me. You know, but you have to die to take out the rest of the world. Something that Walter Matthau says right. in, in Failsafe. But um, yeah, I think the uh, the AI commentary is is very strong here too. If you want to look at it through that lens modernize it yeah, yeah. so a lot to chew on i think with fell safe so i'm going fell safe uh strange gum also says fail safe <laughs> uh jeremy says i listen i think that both are great but it really comes down to the core of the message the films are trying to uh what the core of what they're trying to warn of for me uh in fail safe in fail safe none of the characters actually want nuclear war and strange love they kind of get off on the idea of it uh, while while thinking our government as evil masterminds who also happen to be buffoons is a popular message, it lacks reality about true human nature. If the films are meant to be a warning, then failsafe script gives a more realistic one. Nice. All right, that takes us to best special achievement. I'm going to give this one to failsafe uh, just for being second. Uh, and... <laughs> and and also, I think, I think Kubrick could have made a more pertinent film at the time, anyways, if they had been flipped around. Because I think people see the very serious version, and then they go see the lighthearted right. version. And I think they probably you can understand a little bit more within it while you're watching it. And instead of you get the reverse, where maybe some of the things don't land as hard as they could have in Stranger Love, and then there were reports that people saw Failsafe and like audiences were laughing through the whole movie because they were thinking of Dr. Strangelove yeah, while right. they were watching it, and it really kind of fucking kills and dampers the whole mood of that movie if you're laughing all the way through it. So I, just, I mostly just wanted to give a nod to how fucking good Failsafe is and it not being as historically important as it, as it could or should be, honestly. Yeah. I'm completely on board with that. Uh, there were... The, it really pisses me off because, like, I... Bunking actually really like Failsafe, dude. Yeah. I really, I actually really do. Uh, special achievement, though, man. Peter Sellers plays like fucking ten thousand yeah, characters. If you like Doctor Strangelove, it's just Peter Sellers plays every character, and yeah. he's like, he plays three. So he plays the president. He plays uh, that RAF Air Forceman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the pres- uh, yeah, who was he? The What's, um, uh, Mandrake. 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 And yeah. then he and then he plays Strange Love. And they're all completely different characters. Completely, completely different accents, mannerisms, makeup. You know, and they're they're going back and rewatching scenes today. I mean, there's lots of scenes like in the war room where the president is just kind of surrounded by his men, and then Strange Love's kind of on the on the pedestal, and like it's just Peter Sellers talking to himself for mm-hmm. like. 10 minutes (laughs) and like it's really fucking good (laughs) like you know um i think i i think i read somewhere that like half the budget or something for strange love just went to peter sellers's salary you know what i mean like it was 55 53 million dollars which is crazy yeah Yeah, for for especially dr strange love you know small budget probably Uh especially for the time yeah that's fucking i don't know if he's worth that but he's good he's really really good good. really good though yeah all right, best special achievement. I'm going with Doctor Strangelove for changing international policy. I actually pulled up a quote uh, from Mental Floss. Also found something similar on IMDb. It says uh, the terrifying plausibility of the events at play in Doctor Strangelove struck a nerve with Washington D.C. By the 1970s, the Air Force began employing coded switches that would disallow the unauthorized instigation of nuclear arms, as represented by the actions of General Ripper in the film. And yeah, I think that's a pretty good policy change, don't you? Mm-hmm. To uh, you know, to take out this a madman can't right. blow up the fucking world, yeah. you know. And again, I'm I'm worried that one day we're gonna be faced with that. So if we can stop the madman, I think uh, that's a pretty good change of policy. Right. That takes us. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Doctor Strange, come. Jeremy says, <laughs> Doctor Strange, love the lawsuit. Uh, agree with it or not, Kubrick knew what he needed to do to make his film a success, and history is written by the victors. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. So he went with <laughs> yeah. Strange Love for being number one, and you went with... Uh, Fails him for, for being second. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, that takes us to best scene. Uh, this one's this one's hard. Uh, but, like, so, some of the best scenes to me come from Failsafe, and I had it between, like... Two, three different ones. I love that scene in the war room where the guy's fucking... Like, this isn't a football game. Fucking sit there. Yeah. That scene, like, yeah. hits hard. I love when the president's trying to get the guy to stop the plane. And he's like, look, this is the president. He's like, yeah, but people can, like, fake voices and yeah. shit. And he's like, you're right. I, I don't know what to do. And then... But the, the scene that wins it for me is that same pilot is flying and they bring his wife in. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's and so the good. wife is on the phone and she is like screaming and pleading like don't fucking drop this bomb you will you will destroy the whole planet if you drop this bomb and it's like you're st- how do you step it up from the president the guy's fucking wife yeah right? which yeah, is yeah. The, like it's like this is a voice you hear every fucking day yeah so you know you know this voice no one's mimicking your wife's voice and still like it comes down to do i do my duty as a husband do my do it or am i doing my duty as an american yeah. am i doing my my duty as a as a pilot am i doing my duty as as a, as a, as a human being like <laughs> fucking yeah that scene that scene just tears me apart well know? yeah i mean they like it's like i know they're they're drilled not to not to accept like a verbal confirmation i think mm-hmm. because because you know what i mean like they they must understand like they wouldn't be sending me to do this if we weren't getting attacked. Yeah. So like they're going to do anything they can to stop me. Yeah. Because and then if I don't do it, we're fucked. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like if I don't do it, like if I don't do it, then then we're completely fucked. So yeah. like And then he kills himself what, at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Could you imagine just living with that? Yeah. If you were wrong, if you were right, I mean, fuck fuck that world now. Can't, yeah, right. You can't take you that. Know? Can't take any of that back. So All right, best scene. 
Best scene. Wow, this is a downer of an episode, isn't it? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the really so uh, failsafe. Um, that there are a couple of scenes, and they all kind of blend together for me. But really, just Henry Fonda, that the president and his negotiator talking to the chairman, talking to the ambassador. And I love I love that just the where the president is saying, like, look, like uh, the chairman's going to be pretty straightforward with me, but I need you to tell me, like, what he's thinking. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. need to know, wh- what is he not saying? Like, is he scared? You know what I mean? Like, is someone else telling him not to trust me? Like, I need to know, like, at, and it's just, it's very, and then the back and forth is great because he, you know what I mean? He's telling him what he's saying, but he's also like, hey, they're trying to tell him not to do that. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's tense. It's there's no there's no music. Yeah. It's tense, and it's just you're just you're just sitting there waiting. Like what like what the fuck is gonna happen? You know what I mean? It goes on forever. It's very tense. I yeah, I loved that. My favorite scene is from Felsafe as well, and it's I've brought this up a few times, but it's that first big meeting. You know, talking about if we should strike first mm-hmm. uh, before the Russians. You know, should we uh, do our own Pearl Harbor? Such an interesting conversation, but justifying murder by not being murdered you know that whole conversation there the idea that only the strong survives and uh we need to be the strong ones here and so you know so we can come out of this this nuclear war uh the morality of the situation and just breaking everything down it's such an interesting conversation when faced with with nuclear war and you know the things that they had to you know come up with the the game plan that they had to come up with so i'm going with felsafe what is uh Come love, come love. Best scene, Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Come Doctor Strangelove suggests living underground for a hundred years. Uh, it is just the best of satire. The scenario is dire. The suggestion is outlandish. Uh, the acting is strange, and somehow we could all kind of imagine the American president having this kind of meeting. <laughs> All right, that takes us to defining moment attribute MVP. Uh, I mean, this guy brought up earlier, but Peter Sellers uh, in three different roles, three very distinct characters doing his best uh, Eddie Murphy and Nutty Professor before before then, or Jeff Portnoy. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Sellers fucking kills it. He obviously carries the whole fucking movie. Uh, I love the... The simplicity of his his president, uh, just very the way he talks. I don't know. We've talked about Strange Love being so fucking weird. Just I mean, if you've seen Strange Love, you know Sellers fucking carries the movie and and hits it out of the park. So MVP. Yeah. yeah. He was supposed to be uh, Kong as well. He was supposed to be the guy that rides the. He should have been fucking. But I do love Slim Pickens. Though. I, I Slim do Pickens too. They they said like he's he's like I I just, I'm, I'm too. I can't do four fucking roles. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't, he's like, I can't do an, a, a Texan accent. And they like they had a guy from Texas. They just recorded him saying all the lines. Just 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 do it just like that. Uh-huh. You know. And I guess he, he sprained his ankle and couldn't be in the plane for all those tight <laughs> shots. And so he's like, oh fucking, you have to get Slim Pickens. You know, like, <laughs> dude. I'm just thinking of a line from uh, from Doctor Strangelove when they uh, are ordered to you know deliver nukes, and he says something like he goes. Um, I told you guys there's no uh, messing around back there in the plane, you know? What's up with this nuke situation? He's like, he thinks that the guys are messing around and pulling a fast one. It's just so stupid. He's like, I told you there's no messing around on this plane. (laughs) Um, The defining moment, defining moments, 
MVP, right? Right. I'm going with defining moment. Okay. Is the is the finale of Doctor Strange Love. It's it's the needle drop. It's the mm. we'll we'll meet again over the so bombs good, going off. It? It's the yeah. It really is the thing that I keep coming back to. That's a good as, one. Yeah. Yep. All right. My defining moment is from Felsafe, and it's nuking New York City. I actually rewound the movie when the president said destroy New York. I was like. He just say what I what I think he said. I was eating some pizza and I was talking to my wife. We were both. I'm like, what the fuck? Because you know, I watched Strange Love first, and I thought that this was gonna have a very similar ending. We're just gonna yeah. drop a bomb on Moscow, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> we're gonna drop a nuke on us. Yeah. Wow. And so, after Jeremy sent me his awards, we had a nice conversation about that scene because I already knew his awards, you know. So we started talking about it. And I asked him, I go, did the president make the right decision? Like, man, what do you think about that? And he said, this might be in in his notes there. I'm not for sure. But um, Jeremy said, I think the right answer is no. But in that situation, the movie made me feel like I might do the same thing. I don't know if that's in his notes or if he texts me that. But um, yeah, he's right, man. I think the answer is no. You know, give life a chance. Yeah. You know, um, see if we can come out of this. But by sacrificing New York, humanity does have a chance here, right? Yeah. Right. And that, that's a better chance. Right. And that's the whole it's that grim calculus of like reality where like look, a lot of fucking people died. But after this is over, we can spin it as like, look, we hit them and they hit us and still and, and it's over. It's a we don't want to do this yeah. shit anymore. Yeah. You know Moscow's what I mean? and, gone, New York's gone, yeah. but we still have yeah. the rest and, of the and, world. And we've agreed that like okay, we're not going to do this anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? We have like, two Hiroshima's. Right. And we're done. Instead yeah. of world Pool, annihilation. Pool over. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, because the uh, the president um, of Russia was still kind of on the fence. Like, yeah, he sh- we're helping him shoot down our planes, but we just destroyed Moscow. Mm-hmm. The logical thing from his viewpoint would be to send a nuke over. And yeah. then we're going to send another one. And right. so, yeah, I, I think by creating the stalemate, it might have been the best option, even though it's crazy as fuck. The know? whole situation's crazy as fuck. You know yeah, what I it mean? Is. Like, like, and that's, and again, like, that's kind of the point of Strange Love is like this really is an absurd situation, yeah. and 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 it to a certain degree you should you should be able to laugh at it. You know what I mean? Because it takes sort of the sting away from it. But like, but yeah, it is. It is and, fundamentally and, his, and the president's wife. Is in New York, which was crazy, and and I think General Black's wife as well. I think I think he says to him like you know, hey, is is uh, Catherine in New York or whatever? Maybe he's talking about his own wife. I forget, uh, but yeah, I think so. When when Black is dropping the bomb later, I think he's doing it with the understanding that he's killing his own family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then real quick, uh, tied to that, the ending, you see. Um, just the shots of normal people just doing oh, normal yeah. shit in New York. Like you can see taxi cab uh, drivers, kids yeah. playing in the water. And then it's just these um, crash zooms, freeze frames with this. I think there might be some music there. I can't remember if there's, there's music no, there. Music. There's no music in that at all. Okay, So it's just in the silence then. But it looks real creepy how it's yeah. filmed. And the, you just know that New York was destroyed. So mm-hmm. all of that there. I was like, wow, that's some pretty dark shit. Right. So anyway, that's where I'm going, Felsafe. Where's uh, Dr. Love come going. <laughs> Fail safe. Uh, General Black. Uh, General Black ending. Uh, we just get a complete arc with, with General Black. He's a good soldier. He does what's necessary, but understandably is unable to live with his actions. 
I agree with that. All right. Best director, Kyle. Shit's heavy. Um, I'm gonna give it to Kubrick. Um, I could, I really could have went either way on this one. Uh, they both do a fantastic fucking job. But, uh, you know, Strange Love has staying power where it felt safe didn't. You know, and it's because of the the smartness in the script and the very pinpoint uh, absurd satire that's happening within it. The great dialogue, the beautiful sets, uh, fucking killer cast. I mean, I, I, obviously, yes, Failsafe has an incredible cast mm-hmm. too, but like, there's a really fucking good cast happening in, in Doctor Strange Love too. So, I would say <laughs> the reason hard. Failsafe isn't known is because it was buried. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Because you could have smaller, you know, movies like Twelve Angry Men is considered a classic. You know, right. I just yeah, think that this movie know, got buried by by the Henry studio. Fonda said. Uh, that he never would have made Failsafe if he knew that Strange Love was going to come out before it. Yeah, mm. I remember reading that. Yeah, dude, this is a tie for me. Um, on the one hand, I think uh, Sydney Lament. Sydney, yeah, fucking amazing director. You know what I mean? And he's got yeah. a stellar cast. He gets great performances out of them. He knows, like I said, we, we know how to how to use sound. He knows how to use tension. He like he's great. I mean, he's sort of known for taking stage plays and, and adapting them mm-hmm. to the screen and being very faithful to the stage. And and in a lot of ways, this is very much like a stage play. You know, there's not a lot yep. of location swaps. It's very intimate. There's just a lot of back and forth dialogue. Uh, and I think it's just really well shot and really well directed. On the other hand, Kubrick. It's Kubrick. He did some wild shit. So, so first of all, like, uh, was it George C. Scott who played uh, Buck, Buck, yeah, General yeah. Buck? Yeah. So good. You know, couldn't couldn't get the performances out of it. He couldn't convince him to do these sort of the hammier takes, but he could convince him to do some of those silly things in like practice shots. And then he just used the practice shots. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and and so like you know, tricking him into doing things the way that he wanted him to, or um, or even shit. I mean, the lawsuit, right? Like, the the idea that, like, we'll just gum up the production of Failsafe so that we come out first. Mm-hmm. And that could be the entire fucking reason that nobody knows what Failsafe is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so there's a, there's a an intelligence and, a, and a, a genius, really, to his strategy as a director overall. More than just the performances and the shots and all that shit is, is actually just the, uh, the business of it. Yeah. You know? So... Just the style in general, too, yeah. is so ahead of its time. Um, such a small thing, but even the lettering and the credits, uh-huh. just how that you know using that font was ahead of its time, man. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a movie from back in the day use that kind of font. It just looks like written. You know yeah, I mean? it's, like it's it's really car- kind of cartoony, right? You know, um, yeah. Stanley Kubrick is amazing. He's fucking Kubrick, you know. Um, but I'm gonna go uh, with a tie on this one. Um, I have an article pulled up from Criterion titled Very Little Left of the World. I'm going to jump to the end of the article, but it says, uh, With Kubrick's vision, he makes us weep for the world by first making us laugh at it. But Failsafe makes us weep for ourselves and for our loved ones. And yeah, man, both directors, completely different movies, different visions, different tones, but they both delivered, I think, in their own way. You know, Kubrick's more flashy, more cinematic, um, but I also appreciate Sidney LeMay's, um, you know, tense, documentary-style, non-flashy, quiet approach um, as much as I, I respect, you know, uh, Kubrick's vision and his approach. So 
I think a tie is, is fair with this one, so I'm going to go with a tie. What does Jeremy have to say? I forgot about Jeremy. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> tonally, these movies are just so different, and they require an equal amount of skill to pull off. I think both directors expertly put pull off a dire nuclear warning in very different ways. It's a tie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we agree on that one. All right, that takes us to wild card. Create right. your own category. Yeah, we created our own category. So I went with something uh, slightly modern, and it's the perfect phone call. <laughs> the perfect phone call. Because both of these movies have a lot of fucking phone calls happening. It's not going to be fail safe, them, is right? it? It's not going to be fail safe. <laughs> the best phone calls come from that movie. Yeah. I feel like the, that's where the tension it hits hardest for me, is especially those two phone calls that I've talked about. Um, but it's going to be Dr. Strangelove, and it's when the president is calling the president of Russia. <laughs> and just the, you don't get to hear anything that the Russian president is saying, and it's just, you're getting it all from the American president. And he's like, well, no, well of course I like talking to you. I, I'm, yeah. call, I'm calling you now because, like, this is important. But, like, no, no, I would, I'll definitely call you outside of this. I, I enjoy talking to you, Dimitri. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's like, this is, the world's you about to fucking end. can be more sorry end. than I can be. We yeah. can both be sorry, the, Dimitri. <laughs> the world is at the brink of total destruction. He's, like, more worried about, like, upsetting him personally. <laughs> it's just like, like, no, no, we are friends. Now like, look, no, Dimitri. Of course, now Dimitri, listen here. And I fucking love that phone call. Just, like, like him just trying to fucking talk to this guy, <laughs> not, no, no urgency whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it's that's so honestly good. probably my favorite scene. Like, there's more iconic scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's probably that's my, my favorite. favorite. I just love him. Just like, listen here, Dimitri. It's like <laughs> I can be sorry too. I can be sorry just as much as you're sorry. <laughs> it's just his uh, his delivery of those so, lines yeah. are so good. Yeah. Uh, All right, wild card, Nate. Oh, so I think Henry Fonda. And I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but like, might be the best on-screen American president. Boom! Right here. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking off you. It's my board. Is it really? Yep. Is it really? Yep. Wow. Best American I, outside president. of maybe Terry Crews and Idiocracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Herbert Camacho, Mountain Dew. Uh. <laughs> no, I. I would vote for him. Dude. I don't know fucking anything about this guy's politics. They don't tell if he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's yeah. just an adult. Yeah. <laughs> he's Mature, just an yeah. honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think if he would have ran for president in 1964, I think he would have became president. Henry Fonda. Well, yeah, just, <laughs> no, nobody would have seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he still could have bullshitted it. You know, bullshitted yeah. it. <laughs> I don't even think that's a word. But I think that he would have, uh, he has this um, honesty and maturity to him that, I don't know, man, I think that people would vote for Henry Fonda for yeah. president. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I, so I, I've not seen a lot of Henry Fonda films. The, the thing that I know him from the most is Once Upon a Time in the West, yeah. where, because I know that he's mostly known for playing a hero and playing a good guy, and, and, and in Once Upon a Time in the West, he's Frank, he's the, he's the bad guy, he's played against type, and I love him in that, but seeing him as this... It makes me appreciate that even yeah. more. You know what I mean? Because it's like, wow. First of all, just just great range, but also yeah. just like that, just playing him against type, so that you're you're not this hero. You're a you're, any. That's a different yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah, it made me appreciate it even more. Even him dropping the bomb on New York, and you know that you know that's up for debate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that was a good decision or not, I'm still like, I want this guy as my president. You're right. You know, he's yeah, just calm able, and collected. He was able to make a decision. Yeah, exactly, right. right? Especially in 2023, it's like, oh my God, we there's there's a man out there that can do the job, and he's 
He's in the movies. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> um, so I'm going with that, but I'm also going with a tie. Oh. Yeah, I'm going with a tie. And um, you guys have been, you know, uh, praising him all night, and I'm going to jump on that as well, and that's Peter Sellers, man. Peter Sellers is so good. Um, I don't know a lot about Peter Sellers. kind of like a gap in my filmography. Yeah, and my film knowledge. We should do a fucking Pink Panther Pink marathon Panther. sometime. Like, yeah, Pink I think Panther movies are fucking solid. Or just even a Peter Sellers. I think there's a, a movie that he did called uh, Being There that's on Criterion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love it. So yeah, um, Peter Sellers is just so good in this. It makes me want to watch more Peter Sellers yeah. movies. I don't know if it's worth um, paying this dude $55 million for this movie. <laughs> but um, hey, good for him. It's, it's a classic. <laughs> great performance. Love Peter Sellers. So I'm going with a tie. Uh, wild card from Jeremy is Dr. Strangelove, the Peter Sellers Award. Uh, I gave my best character to Fonda, but Sellers deserves some some love. Merkin and Muffley, Group Captain Mandrake, uh, Dr. Strangelove are distinctly unique and interesting, and it took some real acting chops to pull all that off. Yeah. Agreed, For sure. Uh, agree with Jeremy once again. Mm-hmm. All right, that takes us to our next category, which is What the Fuck? So let's give a few runner-ups. Um, do you have any runner-ups for uh, Doctor Strange? Yeah, not so much. I'm, I'm really, it's just uh, for both of them, kind of just like the lawsuit shit and mm. fucking failsafe coming out after and people like laughing at it and it just fading into obscurity because of it. That's wild. It, yeah. Because like this movie is... It, Strange Love doesn't exist. This movie is talked about in a similar oh, regard. Oh, dude, I yeah. I think that's crazy. And yeah. I think, and again, like I, I we kind of mentioned this before, but like I love that we've done this because it just made me realize there's a fucking incredibly good movie that nobody fucking talks about. Nobody you know, knows nobody about this. Maybe some Criterion like, people that are yeah. like, hey, you gotta watch. You know, I know, obviously, it's highly safe. rated. You know, yeah, yeah. People know about it, but you ask anybody, what do you think of Failsafe? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you know, you're like, not interested in the label of Criterion. Right. Like, I think a lot of people would just miss Failsafe. Mm-hmm. Unless you're watching it on fucking, like, you know, the Turner Classics or something. It comes on at, like, 2 in the morning. Right. But any runner-ups for you, Dr. Strangelove? None for Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, I can't think of any. I don't think I have any myself, so uh, let's kick it over to you for Failsafe. Any runner-ups for Failsafe? Yeah, it was the, the same thing. They were kind of conjoined. Just the fact that they're... It's just obscure and it fucking shouldn't be. I think Walter Matthau for me was a bit of a what the fuck because I only know oh Dom DeLuise too and Dom DeLuise yeah. as because I was telling because my wife was asking me she's like well did you like it because she didn't watch either one of these movies oh. she's like did you like it and I was like well I was like so so Failsafe's got like Henry Fonda and like Walter Matthau and it's got like Dom DeLuise she's like I love Dom yeah. DeLuise and I was like no it's not he's no, like not, you, yeah. you would think he would be in like, Strangelove like, yeah he's not funny <laughs> you like, think yeah. he'd be like, he'd be like the Russian ambassador in Strangelove right. but no he's yeah. like a very serious character I didn't even realize it was him before you yeah. uh, before you got here I was talking to Kyle on the front porch and we were talking about Dom DeLuise I'm like yeah fuck he was in this wasn't he <laughs> yeah. so it wasn't Dom DeLuise as right. we know him yeah. it was like know? yeah it was before, like he's a lot thinner and stuff and you're, I was I was watching I was like this motherfucker looks like Dom DeLuise. I wonder who this guy yeah, is. Uh, oh, I looked it up. Well, oh, that's Dom and DeLuise. who is it? It's his very first movie. Um, uh, fuck it. What? It, the Larry Hagman? It's not him. No, it's fucking. Uh, it's his very first fucking. Oh God! Why can't I think Walt, of his name? Not Walter Matthau. No, dude. Boss um, Hog. Fuck! Give me a second. He, he's the void. The, why can't I think of his fucking name? It's Blackie. Mufasa. Fucking voice of James Darth, Darth Vader. Jones? Oh yes, yeah, James, James Earl Jones. Jones. I was thinking failsafe. Yeah, yeah, I forgot James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's his first role. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, was that in failsafe? That was no, Doctor Strange Love. He's in Doctor Strange. Strange. That's yeah, Strange Love. Strange Love. Yeah. yeah, he's on the. Um, he's on. The April plane. called that out. I was like, oh shit, that is you know James Earl Jones. Yeah. Um. No, I think Walter Matthau, because again, like, 
I only know him from like grumpy old men. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I don't know him as like an uh, actor. Bad news he's bears. so good. And in bad this, news man. Ba- yeah. He's so good. At he's this. really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I think just seeing him as like an actual not that he's not an actual actor later, but as a different kind of actor. Yeah, he, he went from serious to comedic, you right. know. Well, the only thing I thought was a was a real what the fuck is him just slapping the fuck out of that bitch in the car and being like, <laughs> being like I'm nothing you like know you. You yeah, like, so he like caresses yeah. her and just fucking slaps her in the face. So like. you know what? I've, I've learned to love that scene because I agree with you. Um, right when the movie, that was like one of the it's know, like very first, you know, first scenes of the movie and I was like, you know, it played weird. Yeah, it does. But then I've been just thinking about this movie and everything he says, he got my, my favorite character. And I think some people could say he's just bloodthirsty. And he's not thinking things through. He's just, you know, let's just first strike, first strike, first strike. But I, I was like, he's not, case, but yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He's not bloodthirsty because she's talking mm-hmm. about being bloodthirsty and wanting to press that button, the power that comes with destroying the world. And that's where he slaps her. And he's like, I'm not your type. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. so he thinks things through, you know, um, with a realist point of view. Right. And, you know, <clears> she's just hell bent on watching the world burn. Bad scene, but... Yeah, I don't I think do, it's a I great do, scene. I do but... like that they set him up that he's just not, you know, wants well, the, the and world. And you're right, because I think it's important because later on he is the one advocating for hitting them. Yeah. But it sets up that, like, it's not because he's blood. It's not because he's yeah, blood. Yeah, he's logical. He's done the math. Yeah, yeah he's done yeah. the math, yeah. So my runner-up for, um, my runner-up for What the Fuck is from Felsafe. Mm-hmm. And never seen Felsafe, right? Started right. watching it. And the first scene was like a what the fuck. And I was like, oh, God. I made these guys watch Failsafe. It's probably a big piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just going to be, uh, what was that that one versus that Marshall had us watch? Uh, Road, Road to Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, and, and Road to, yeah. uh, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah, whatever. Road to Utah, horrible movies. Was, yeah. And I was like, God damn it. They're going to come in. They're going to hate me because I've never seen Failsafe, right? <laughs> and the, the first scene, it said, um, you know, like 5.30 a.m. New York City. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 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 what's going on at 5.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> and then he's bullfighting. Yeah. And I looked at my wife, and I didn't know it was a dream, because I don't set up as a dream. And I'm like, who is bullfighting <laughs> in fucking <laughs> New York City? <laughs> but it was a dream. Right. And I think right. that's kind of a shitty scene, too. They kind of pay it off later. I, I think yeah. now... You know, if they directed it now, like someone like that, Christopher Nolan, I think they would really pay off that that matador bullfighting scene. They needed so like it needed. I'll, I'll be it, honest, it's like, more execution. Because the, the the last line of the movie, right, is like I'm the matador or whatever he's, he's like yeah. saying. I completely fucking forgot about the dream. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I know. Like, like until yeah. you just mentioned it, I was like. Oh, yeah. I was like, trying to figure out what the fuck he's even talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well, earlier I said something about the matador and mm-hmm. no one laughed. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's not, they, they don't, they don't like, it's not like a thread that runs through it. Right. They, they, uh, you're right. It's like the very first scene and the very last thing they say. Uh, and it does not especially well connected. Yeah. Well, earlier Kyle was saying something and, and he was being serious and I go, yeah, matador. Yeah. <laughs> And no one said anything. I was like, oh, that fell flat. <laughs> but anyway, that whole beginning, like, Brad's I think like, it's more execution. Yeah. <laughs> it was more execution. And, but yeah, I was like, the beginning of the movie, I was like, there's no bullfighting in New York. This movie's going to be shitty. <laughs> so anyway, that's a runner-up for me. There's tons of bullfighting. It's Wall Street. <laughs> no shit, right? Hey, comedy's back. Hey, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, any, uh, any more runner-ups? Okay, what is your number one what the fuck? So, uh, I didn't I didn't know about this movie, Failsafe, from 1964, but I also didn't know about the remake uh, from, like, 2004, <laughs> but Taylor. it was a 
live remake. So they made they did the movie live. Oh man, that's on, it was a TV movie, right? Mm-hmm. A, a failsafe, just remake uh, with George Clooney, Richard Dreyfus, Hank Azaria, Brian Dennehy, Sam Elliott, Don Cheadle, James Cromwell, and Harvey Keitel. What Great a cast. Fucking cast was for it this movie. One on IMDb. <laughs> no, I mean it was twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hundred percent on Rotten. Tomatoes. No, get out of here. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be interested, but can I also say, fuck Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> that's Nathan's a, got a completely different story, but towards... fuck Richard. Uh, that's one of my favorite stories too, by the way. <laughs> what, if, what if he's one of the people that gets killed by the nuke? Then, you then we're fine. Yeah, we're <laughs> back on track. <laughs> that's funny. Fuck you, Dr. Leo Marvin. <laughs> great cast, though. Great yeah, cast. yeah great that's cast. a great cast. 7 out of the 8. <laughs> so, my what the fuck. Okay. I read that there was, like, you know, uh, somebody wrote a letter to Kubrick, and he was saying, like, you know, that he un- he understood, like, the the sexual themes and undertones of Stanley, of, of uh, Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. And, Strange- and, and Kubrick wrote back and said, like, you are the first person that's ever noticed this. And I thought to thinking about like, do people really not get the sexual undertone? The movie starts with a romantic song where one plane is sticking its giant metal plane dick into yeah. into another plane's plane vagina. I jerked off and to like that, by the way. filling it up, and then it ends with that plane opening up its legs and dropping yeah. out a baby, like. Do you really, like, yeah. my, 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 what the fuck is, our audiences in 1964 really that fucking stupid? <laughs> like, do you really not get the sexual undertones? Is that how repressed Americans yeah. are in 1964? I, I like, don't think a lot of people wrote to Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, uh, she was watching it with me. She's like, I think those planes are having sex or something like that. I'm usually the one that says that. I sure. Go, I yeah. go, honey, this is Shut art. Up. It's art. This is art. This is Kubrick. Can we, can we please watch this? <laughs> All right, my number one, uh, what the fuck, is from Fellsafe, and uh, maybe they should have changed uh, General Black's name to something. <laughs> it does seem weird, yeah. Yeah, could... because they they always call him Blackie. his his nickname in the movie is Blackie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would not want my nickname to be Blackie. No, right. Hey, how you doing, Blackie? Just, Get up there in the in the sky. We gotta go bomb Moscow. Just, just call me fucking Steve. <laughs> just call me. Just call me Steve. Do not call me Blackie again. <laughs> Not in front of the generals, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my number one. Uh, what the fuck? It's very strange. It's yeah, you wouldn't. It's you, not very in modern. In twenty twenty three, you don't nickname a white guy Blackie, right? In a serious movie. Yeah. I don't see <laughs> how you can. I don't see how you can. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy, what the fuck? The fifty five percent of Doctor Strange Love's budget just went to Peter Sellers. Hey, sure, he plays three parts, but seriously. What the fuck is that budget decision? I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's funny. That was his number one. That's his number one. That's awesome. All right, guys. Best picture. What do you got, Kyle? I mean, okay. So w- when you said we were gonna do this versus, I went fuck Brad. Fuck Brad. This <laughs> this is gonna be a fucking blowout. Yeah, I thought so too. And even as I'm, I, I watched Strange Love first. I wish I'd watched these in the other order. Did you what order? You said you watched Strange Love and then Failsafe. Yes. Is yeah. that what? The I order watched you, Strange Love and then Failsafe. I wish I'd yeah. watched these in the other order. I do too. Um, but anyways, so I watched Strange Love and I'm like, yeah, fucking great. It's a gold movie. 
uh, watching Failsafe, like you said, it starts off fucking weird. Yeah, it's like goddamn like, bread. <laughs> it's it's a movie that is a lot slower at the beginning, and I was just like, oh god, this movie's gonna just yeah. fucking drag. But it is once it starts rolling downhill. Holy! Once that first strike conversation, shit. all the way to the end, man. Holy fucking shit! What a powerhouse of a movie. Doesn't detract from how great Strange Love is. Yeah. Even from the get go, Strange Love is great. But this movie just fucking rolls. So I've got a tie, and I Damn, usually, dude, I usually, I haven't fuck? tied anywhere in years. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't tied anywhere else. Usually, if I'm, like, I'm going to use a tie, I'm going to use both of them. But I, I, I have to tie this because I like you at. What's my question? Best picture? What movie am I popping in right now? It depends yeah. what fucking mood oh, I'm really? in. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Depends yeah. what fucking mood I'm in. If I want to laugh, I'll pop in Doctor Strange. If I want to watch something fucking serious, I'll I'll pop in uh, Failsafe. So, you yeah, never I, tie either, by the way. I, don't, I, don't I use, tie my, I use all my ties all the time. I don't tie often, and if I do tie, I make sure I use them both, because now, yeah. now there's a we're missing allowed, point floating. Yeah, we're only right, allowed you know? two ties right. per episode, per person, so, so, so yeah, you never tie. Yeah, That's crazy. I'm tying, and I never tie Best Picture. I never fucking tie Best Picture, but here we go. Failsafe. It's like, it's, wow. yeah, I'm going to say failsafe. Did you have any ties? I did you have did. ties. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, I so I watched I like I watched Strange Love for and I did not care for it on the rewatch to be totally honest with you and I and then I watched Failsafe and I loved Failsafe and if you had asked me on Tuesday to do the awards I feel like Failsafe would have categorically fucking stomped Strange Love it's only like in the last couple days where I'm like revisiting things and be like me okay me I need to understand more about like the what's going on in 1964 you know what i mean like why do people think of this as being so popular and this is not like why and that got me into like you know kubrick manipulating shit behind the scenes so that his movie came out first and like interesting it's a very interesting fucking turn of events you know what i mean like it's a it's a dramatic story uh i think if failsafe comes out first people think of it as just as good you know what I mean? Like, I, it just is good. And I think in a lot of ways, it's better. Yeah. I think it's, a, in a lot of ways, it's a better movie. Uh, so I'm going to fa- I'm gonna say Failsafe is the best picture. Man, I thought I was going to take some shit for this tonight. I didn't want to be the, um, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it sucks to be Whoa. the unpopular guy at the mm-hmm. table where yeah. you're like, fuck strange love, guys. Come on, Failsafe. Right. You know, I, and I thought, I didn't, I didn't know how this was going to go tonight. Um, I think Failsafe is the better movie as well. Yeah. Very, very underrated very underrated um i think this time around i prefer the gritty realistic approach i think in in general i would probably prefer the the comedy version of this just in general right but something about failsafe that just works for me here yeah. I, I maybe it's the the uh the story and you know about nuclear warfare and i just i guess i prefer that story approached like this um, but I love the script. Um, it got my best character, defining moment, scene. Uh, Strange Love took some awards too. Yeah. But when I uh, step back and I'm thinking about this versus a lot of the things I'm thinking about are the conversations and some of the characters and some of the moments from um, Failsafe. So, and again, I think it just gets overshadowed. Um, and I think more people need to talk about it. So maybe with you know mm-hmm. people like us talking about Failsafe tonight, maybe someone will pop it in. And um, with so, Oppenheimer, you know, yeah. being successful, maybe yeah. people are like, "Oh, what are some more movies like this?" And I wonder, if, I wonder yeah, I wonder if it. you know, Oppenheimer is something that like informs us more on this movie 
and makes us enjoy and appreciate yeah. it a little bit more too even so i'm going fell safe uh where did uh jeremy go tie wow so every so this is my first watch of failsafe and i honestly thought it was great that that said i can't let the newness and the surprise of the film take away from what has made dr strange love a classic but it's every one of us every one of us said failsafe to a certain extent you know what i'm saying like strange love did not take up did not take the category from any of us so i think that's like it, it, the best it did was tie. Yeah. And I, yeah. And we'll talk about the poll later, but dude, I got some pretty mean comments in some other oh, you know, places. Oh, really? That's like, yeah, they're like, you know, what the fuck? You know, why would you even do this? Strange love all day. Strange love. There's a reason people don't talk about Phil Safe. It's like, okay, you obviously haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're just, you're, uh, you know, you're, they probably uh, haven't you're, seen you're, you're holding hands with Kubrick right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're just on that Kubrick bandwagon, which, hey, Kubrick's fucking amazing, you know? But um, I think a lot of people haven't seen Failsafe, and I think we can learn something from that. Just don't badmouth a movie until you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Until you've <laughs> right. seen it. I think there's a lot of that going on with Failsafe just because it's Kubrick. All right, any other comments before we take a break? No, nah, man, this was uh, a pretty fucking good one. A, a closer one, especially more so than I thought, you know, when you announced that this is what we were doing. So, right. I'm yeah, I'm super fucking happy I got to see Failsafe and, and revisit Strangelove, you know, oh, in the yeah. wake of... Of something like Hoppin good Hoppin one Hoppin. to go out on too, because this is your last one for the year. Yeah, maybe I can. It's okay. something late in the year. Yeah, that we you got a play to coming up here soon. Yep. Yeah. Busy at the playhouse, and mm-hmm. all right, guys. Well, let's take a break. Uh, we will count the golden idols, and we will be right back with the results. Pew, pew. <laughs> we are back, but before we crown tonight's golden idol winner, Nathan, let's talk about the Facebook poll. Well, let's talk about the Facebook poll. Uh, it's kind of a landslide. So, I guess we'll start with the one that lost. <laughs> right? So, uh, failsafe with uh, 7% of the total Jesus. votes, which is a eight, so 18. Uh, yeah, failsafe number two, which means Dr. Strangelove came out ahead 92%, uh, 230 votes. So, 230 to 18. Pretty decisive as victories yeah. go, right? And to my credit, like I told you guys, this is gonna be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Right. Before we even decided, yes, we're gonna do this. Yeah, I go, if if we do, we have this conversation. It's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I definitely think the poll was always gonna be a blowout, right? Uh, we got some comments in the poll. Uh, Scott Weidenhoft, uh, you can't just go head to head against Kubrick so nonchalant and expect to win. Uh, William L. Wade said, "I consider Strange Love Pantheon." Uh, Sellers at his best. Great cast of characters. Vader and Taggart on the same plane? Come on. Uh, and then Dan Cologne said, Failsafe is a fantastic film in its own right. However, it's impossible to watch without without thinking Dr. Strangelove. Personally, I prefer the comedy. Hard to find a, stra- a pro-Strangelove comment. Yeah. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, pro-Failsafe yeah. comment. I posted that to many groups, and I got a lot of, are you fucking stupid? Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah fucking insane. All right, Kyle, we just heard the poll. Do you have our awards counted tonight? I do have them in front of me, yes. What you got? We have two movies separated by four points. Mm. Oh, man. That's it. That's impressive. 
I'm glad it was tight. Yeah. Tell us uh, why uh, Doctor Strange loved one. Doctor Strange loved one because <laughs> it took four more points. <laughs> uh, which, I'm glad it was close. Yeah. I'm glad uh, it was close. It, honestly, from what we expected, it'd be a far bigger blowout, but Failsafe was right fucking there. Fuck yeah, man. So uh, I like it that. deserved it, yeah. That's awesome. All right, big question, right? Is it Pantheon? Nathan, what is Pantheon? Pantheon is the house of the gods. It is the among the best of the best movies of all time, or at least unique movies that everyone should watch, everyone should be familiar with. All right, so Dr. Strangelove, is it Pantheon? Um, Kyle, can you explain how the back door works? So uh, poop comes out of it. I know, the, oh, the oh, uh, Pantheon back door. <laughs> Sorry, got it. Um, so uh, when we do these verses or marathons, uh, the movie that wins a golden idol uh, gets kicked around to the table. And if every person at the table or the voter who is not here, Jeremy, also agrees that it should be kicked up, then it will go to the council and everyone will vote. Now, not doesn't necessarily mean that everyone at the table thinks it is Pantheon, but they do think that it is worthy enough of discussion for Pantheon. And then everyone in the Pantheon, the Pantheon Council will watch it and vote from there. Yep, you can check out Pantheon rules at the website. But Nathan, let's start with you. Okay, does Dr. Strangelove deserve Pantheon? If you'd asked me when I watched it, on Monday or whatever it was. Probably not. I forget. Is that first but time watch for you? or I had seen it before, but it's fucking okay. been ages ago. You know what I mean? Like, like angsty um, teen or some right. shit last time. Yeah. Um, Do you feel pressured because it's Kubrick? Or has it really... Because you said no all the way to Pantheon like in a couple days. There is some pressure. Be- There's always some pressure when it's like... It's Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... Yeah. Um, but the reality is, like, like I, like I, like I said, I really bounced off of me at first, and then the more I dug into why it's important, because that's the thing. Like you have to remember, like, it bounced off of me because I don't live in 1964. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't live in that time frame and in that world where this was a real fear. We've seen black, you know, we've seen black comedies before. I'm familiar. I like black comedies. So net, like, watching this doesn't necessarily like strike me the way it would have struck audiences in 1964 and i and that's really what i've been digging into is like why is this film so important and why is it like one of the best american comedies of all time why is it so well regarded well like there's just a lot of shit about the history of the film that i didn't have the perspective on and so the more i've thought about it the more i think about it <laughs> you know what i mean like the more it's occupying more and more yeah. of my of my space and so yeah i i will say i i think it's i think it's pantheon or i think it deserves to be kicked out for pantheon at the very least okay i actually have a very similar opinion um i don't think dr strangelove is kubrick's best movie by far mm-hmm. like you know i put shining up there um fuck uh, apocalypse now that's uh full metal that's, jacket yeah full metal jacket's what i was thinking of uh that's francis ford coppola Clockwork Orange for me. Clockwork I know Orange. You don't like it as not, much, yeah, I'm not a big yeah. Clockwork Orange fan. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, right? Yeah. I would probably say Doctor Strangelove is probably my third favorite of his. Um, like you, the more I watch it, though, I watched it twice for this versus because I, I was kind of feeling just like you were, where I was like, I, I like this, but, and then on a rewatch, just things hit me. 
differently. You know, it's one of those movies for sure. Yeah. I think. Would you guys agree with that? It's one of those movies. If you've watched Doctor Strangelove like ten years ago, to our listeners, you know, you didn't like it. Watch it again. Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those movies that the more you watch it, you're going to pick up different things. And right. Things that weren't funny to me like a week ago, you know, now I'm kind of expecting them and I'm like, now that's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, and it reminds me of when we did the um, Lone Wolf McQuaid versus uh, Silent, Silent Rage. Rage, where like I watched those and like, honestly, like neither of them really, really tickled my <laughs> fancy bone or whatever the fuck. But like, but getting to the table and talking about it made me like fuck that was funny you know what i mean yeah. like that is really fucking good you know what i mean and it reminds you of things and now so, yeah, like, McQuaid is pantheon is it it should be i don't think it's I, I was thinking about today i would literally no, yeah. i would literally i swear to god brad this morning i watched <laughs> david carradine versus chuck, <laughs> chuck norris, norris no in silent rage yeah or in, 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 uh, in uh, yeah uh, McQuaid. McQuaid. i watched it this morning would you say it's pantheon <laughs> Yeah, I really, okay. I really would. Well, back to this. Okay. Uh, I would I would say that Doctor Strange Love is also Pantheon. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have said that last week, but remember earlier I was talking about the the plane scene, and he's like, "Stop messing around in the plane because they have to deliver the nuke to you know Moscow." Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, that wasn't that funny to me. Right. Second time, I was like. That's actually pretty clever because it's it's a, this is a very si- serious situation, and he's like, "Stop messing around, guys!" You know, <laughs> you yell shit, the like, kids playing around in the backseat. Yeah, just like stop it. Knock and then, out. like the second time I watched it, like the Dimitri line really hit me, dude. Where he's like, "Dimitri, like, hey, come on, man. Like, we can both be sorry here." So I think there's um, some things that just hit better on on multiple viewings, and it, I do think it's an important movie. It's not my favorite Kubrick, but I'm not gonna let that stop me from giving it a kick up and I will probably be a, a yes when it comes to voting. So I'm going to say yes to a kick up. Kyle. We're all in pretty similar boats. Um, we're like, yeah, I, I would, I would say yes. If failsafe had gotten here, but that's not up on the table right now. Right. Um, and with, with Dr. Strangelove, I'm sitting right on that fence where I don't know if I would vote yes or no, if it got kicked up. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve to be kicked up. And, you know, and then I look at, we've got Kubrick in in Pantheon twice with The Shining, which I yeah. agree I think is better, with 2001, which I don't think is as good as um, Dr. Strangelove. But we've had a reject in A Clockwork Orange, which I do think is better. Does that hurt it? Is it, it's not, you know, A Clockwork Orange not getting in. It's not Dr. Strange's fault. Dr. Strangelove's fault. We're not... (laughs) Dr. Strange isn't going up for for Pantheon. (laughs) Um, Is it the best satire of all time? Four Lions. Yeah. Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Some really fucking good satires. And war satires, even. Even war satires by Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) (laughs) Such a, this is such a rare movie, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, in its genre, and from Kubrick especially, because Kubrick yeah. never did another anything like this either. at all, which is super strange, mm-hmm. isn't it? When you really think Kubrick directed this, it's like, okay, that's, that's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. You can but then see, it also makes sense. You can see it, but it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't know how I'll vote, but I am going to give it a kick-up tonight. Okay. Yes. So we got three kick-ups. We need but one Jeremy more. Jeremy can, can block us here. Yeah. Before before I reveal what he would have said or what what he says, what he does, what I know this isn't what's up for. Would you have said yes to feel safe? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Would you have said yes to feel safe? Yeah. 
I would have too. I think it's very interesting that all three of us very quickly came to a yes for failsafe, and we all talked ourselves into a yes for Doctor Strange Love. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? But I think because and failsafe like, is so good and underrated, I think that that it pushes it a little higher and, and tampers, you know, Doctor Strange Love a little bit. Where it, it's like, it does. I don't, I don't. I don't know if it's as good. Yeah. It, seriously, it I does agree. get the it does get the awards, but I don't know if it's as good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I'm not. I'm just, I just think it's interesting. You it know what is. I mean? All of us were like, yes, failsafe. I would have said yes. And from Doctor Strange Love, it's like. Well, I did some research, you know what I mean? And I really <laughs> thought about this and like, you know, it was important. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and it's, so yeah, I think uh, we're going to get back to. Great, a great companion yeah. piece here though. Like yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oppenheimer is killing it at the box office, right? Mm, you guys yeah. would say, if you liked Oppenheimer and you want to learn more about just, you know, like nuclear warfare or that kind of thing, absolutely. right? You would say, go check out both these movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jeremy said. Yes to both. You would have said yes to either one of them. So we would have all said yes to both of these movies. So just keep in mind when you're in the comments (laughs) talking shit about Failsafe, go actually fucking watch it. Go actually watch it. That's that's the only point I'm trying to make is like, yeah. All right, so that's a wrap, guys. Any other comments? Nathan, Kyle? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how tonight was gonna go. I I was like, oh man, I, I hope I'm not the only one who's like sucking failsafe stick a little bit when everyone hates it so fucking much in the poll and stuff. Because I, I, it doesn't. It does, sometimes we come in, and we're like, oh yeah, this is very obvious what's gonna happen, and then other everyone else is totally different. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh fuck. You gotta be honest too. And we've yeah. learned that a long and time ago. Yeah. Be honest at the table. And I think you know, early on, we used to we used to fudge with things a little yeah. bit because like, well, this is a good movie, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak it a point here. You know, yeah, right, like right. we don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, We're like, no. no, you gotta fucking earn your points. Yeah. Um, and and it came out. It's got four more points than failsafe. That's crazy. I'm um, so happy about that. Yeah. Though. Um. So I obviously there are things in it that just work better than they do in failsafe, but. Don't fucking sleep on failsafe. No. If you're don't listening sleep to this, on failsafe. Great double sleep feature. On yeah. 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 <clears throat> watch both these and then watch Barbie. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. Unironically, I, yes. You yeah. Should. Feel good about yourself. Go watch Barbie <laughs> after two, two movies gonna, about nuclear war. I'm going to start a thing where it's uh, failsafe and uh, clueless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nathan, any final comments? No, I think I said it. No, I, I just, yeah, I really want people to just give failsafe the respect that it deserves you know what i mean it, it's a really good movie it's it's not 18 to 230 or whatever yeah. in reality like it's 28 to 32 or whatever the final vote was you know what i mean it's, yep. it's actually much closer than that all right let's close this mother down as Ooh. always i hope everyone enjoyed tonight's <clears throat> conversation where can video land find you um on facebook i am kyle brown on all my socials i am movie script life and if you're in the lafayette area i'm directing a show called airness about air guitar competitions come out and see it can't wait i can't wait yeah uh you find me on facebook i memes you know what I mean? <laughs> Go to memes. Go to the yeah, memes. Type, Facebook, type memes. Facebook slash memes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's nuclear dick pic memes.com. True, true and real. Uh, Brad, what about you? Where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook as Brad McBoom. Nuclear boom blast. Uh, oh, you can we also. Lost, we lost the comedy. The, comedy, again. the comedy's down again. <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram and the website. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. Peace out. Wow.